What's up, guys? I am your host, Brandon Foster, and you are listening to The Last Podcast. And then you say you heard a saying that said, don't let perfection get in the way of good. And really think about critical decisions that could literally change the path of your life. If you know anything about me, you know that I love, love golf. Are you born a leader or is it developed? I am always just focused on the end game, um, the end result. One, I'm undersized. Five, seven, and three-fourths according to my pro day. Don't focus on the success, focus on the journey. What's up, guys? I am your host, Brandon Foster, and you are listening to The Last Podcast. If it's your first time, welcome. If it's your second, your third, your fourth, fifth, welcome back. And thank you for listening. Today, I have a guest. Finally, a guest. I'm sure some of you guys are like, all right, B, we heard, we heard you. Let's hear somebody else. And I, I am the same way. So none other than my college roommate, just a great overall guy, my guy. Aaron Ross. Now, before he blesses us on this mic, I just want to let you guys know how this podcast format is going to go. Usually, I do four quarters, and I just break it down into four quarters. But today, I'm not going to do four quarters. I'm just going to break it down into a more organic approach, and me and my boy Ross are just going to conversate, and we're just going to see where the conversation goes. I can tell you right now, when I reached out to A. Ross, he was like, bro, I've been waiting on you to ask. So I'm going to tell you right now, I'm very, very excited because when somebody wants to be on the show, that means that, one, they're in a good place. They want to speak on it, which I'm very, very happy to hear. And then, two, um, just as a podcast listener myself, I'm just anxious to see what my guy, A-Ross, has to say. So if you don't know who A-Ross is, A-Ross is a Texas Longhorn legend, Thorpe Award winner, meaning he, meaning he was the best DB in college. Drafted first round to the New York Giants where he won – Two Super Bowl rings, yes, two. So my, my man has three championship rings. He has a, a Rose Bowl championship ring, and then he has two Super Bowl rings. So he is a he is literally a walking champion. And then he is married to Sonya Richards Ross, who is who is a Olympic gold medalist and the co-host of Central Ave. So I'm gonna tell you right now, guys, this is a living and live black power couple. But this show is gonna be about him. And I'm just very, very excited to hear what my guy, A-Ross, has to say. But before we get started, before he blesses us on the mic, let's take a quick break. Today's episode is brought to you by Ross Elite Chauffeur Service. At Ross Elite Chauffeur Service, our mission is to provide exemplary service while meeting all your transportation needs. We are proud to offer an extensive fleet of luxury vehicles driven by a team of professional drivers with more than 30 years of chauffeur expertise. From airport transportation to wine tours and any special event in between, we'll get you to your destination in superior style. Ross Elite Chauffeur Service. We know what it means to be elite. All right, guys, welcome back. I got my boy, my guy, A. Ross. A. Ross, tell everybody what's up, man. Make sure we can hear you. What's happening, baby? <laughs> yeah. Man, hey, I ain't gonna lie. Yo, I, I, I got to when I texted you earlier, boy, nervous, but I feel like uh like I got an ESPN exclusive interview. Nah, you crazy, man. <laughs> ESPN exclusive interview with Aaron Ross. <laughs> you stupid boy. <laughs> but hey man, first of all, man, I just wanna say uh thank you, man, for taking out the time, man. Uh and I told everybody in the intro too that 
when I asked you, you was like, bro, I've been waiting for you to ask, so I ain't gonna lie, bro. Like, when you said that, it really made me feel good, made me, made me excited, but also made me a little bit more nervous because I know you wanted to do it, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, like I told you before, um, off the air, that um, I'm super proud of you just being so transparent with everything. Um, I, I know personally that's that's not something that's, that's easy for an athlete to do, um, no matter what the situation is, so I'm super proud of you, bro. You didn't... You didn't help me out on a few of these um, podcasts, so I listen to it all the time. So for all the listeners out there, please stay tuned. Um, he's doing something big. Is I don't even real. I don't even think he realized how important it is to, um, for former athletes to to hear stuff like this. Yeah, like I can say, man, that means that means everything coming from you. Because I ain't gonna lie, like when I was when I first started doing a podcast, like low key, I really didn't think it would resonate with with guys like you. When I say guys like you, you mean you played in the league for what was it, seven years? I think it was eight. Eight? Oh my bad. So so you one short. Come on, B, don't short my year, man. I worked hard <laughs> hey, for that extra year. Gotcha eight. My bad, my bad. <laughs> like, you know what? Like low key, I really didn't think that uh like I guess naive or just ignorance on my part, I didn't really think that you guys, you know, when I say you guys, you know, you you vets who play in the league for longer than I did. I I really just didn't think y'all kind of really had any of those same uh, feelings or emotions like playing, you know, life out of sports. So it's just crazy when you called me that one day, it was like, man, bro, like, I'm, I'm getting a lot from your podcast. I, like, I ain't a lot of hung up the phone. I was like, I was like, what? Like, hey, Ross getting yeah. something from this? <laughs> no, it's, I mean, anytime it's over, it's over. No matter if you, you starting to play high school football and then it ends because you know you start pretty much everybody at pop one right so starting from seven ending at what 18 that's hard and yeah. then carrying it on four more years in college and not making it that's hard to deal with yeah and then if you go to the league for one or two years or 10 or 15 no matter what that that ending is yeah. still an ending so right. no yeah. matter what it is it's, it's gonna be hard to transition to to life right right well, here's the thing. I don't think there's going to be too many people who don't know who you are, man. But if you would, man, just kind of introduce yourself. Let, let everybody know who who Aaron Ross is. Who you know? Because I can, I can hype you up all I want. Your <laughs> accolades speak for themselves, man. Who 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 is Aaron Ross, man? Man, this your boy Ross. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nah, just just a um, old Texas boy, country boy. Um, just trying to make it. Married to 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 the love of my life. Got my my baby boy. Um, went to the University of Texas. Um, later on, went to the NFL, like B said, played for eight years, B. <laughs> <laughs> um, won two Super Bowls and can't forget about that national championship we won together. And um, now an entrepreneur, uh, a family man and a, and a businessman. So now life is has just started for me. Right. I, I, and everybody, I hope you all notice how humble he is. He was like, you know, I got my boy Deucey. And you know what's funny about when 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 I found out that Sonya was pregnant, I was like, bro, finally. I think everybody in your circle was more excited or more looking forward to you and Sonya having a baby than y'all two. <laughs> like we was already we was already putting in dibs about you know who who gonna who gonna uh, invest in the son before anybody. You know what I mean? But and then we also he felt to realize because he's such a humble guy is that uh, his wife Sonya Richards Ross is an Olympic gold medalist, and I know. He, it's it's crazy because I, I feel like I always brag on that and I and I know you being you this, you always say like you just did yeah you know I married the love of my life you know all that uh, bro all that sentimental yeah all that sentimental stuff. I'm over there like man no bro his wife is freaking gold medalist bro like he, you over there yeah this love of my life man 
<laughs> All I know is y'all got to be the most athletic couple. You probably the only guy where your wifey is probably a little bit more athletic than you in her right. Yeah, I, I would not get on the track <laughs> at all. Nobody in their right mind will, but you know. But uh, but yeah, man, I, I think it. I think it's cool how everybody that you know we all play. We're all in that transition now, where we you know husbands and fathers and and whatnot. But I do. I would like to believe though that you know marrying a wife who was just as successful as you had to be. Not I wouldn't say tough, but I mean it had to be unique in its own sense. So like, kind of talk about how it is. You know, and I, you ain't got to get personal, but how it is, you know, you married an Olympic gold medalist, bro. Like, y'all been together. Yeah. Y'all been together. And it's funny, before we even get to that, I remember you telling me in the dorms, like, Foster, I'm going to marry her. I'm going to marry her. And I was like. I'm going to get her, bro. I'm going to get her. Yeah, I'm going to get her. And I was like, you damn right. You better. <laughs> <laughs> so kind of just, uh, you know, uh, you know, like I said, again, this is, that's, you ain't got to get too personal. But just, yeah. just kind of speak on how it is. You know, marrying the love of your life, and you know, marrying a Olympic gold medalist, and how now y'all kind of doing the family thing, man. I'm sure that's that's a that's a life in itself. Yeah, no, nah, it's 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 been everything, bro. It's um, honestly, uh, I get that question all the time. It, was it hard being married, being in college, and married to a to a to an Olympian who's more popular, more famous, <laughs> more everything than, than you are? Right. And, um, honestly, it it wasn't hard for me. Um, you you know you know me better than, than a lot of people be so um, I kind of took it with stride. I looked at her regiment, um, looked at how many abs she's doing, fifteen hundred abs a day. I'm like, damn, what what is she doing? She eating right? She juicing? <laughs> she she doing all these little things to to right. get to that point? So I kind of took it and and basically she drew the blueprint and I followed it and. Right. Um, that was one of the things that she motivated me to to like stop drinking as much, stop partying as much, and and, and really focus on on what I needed to do to get to the NFL. So um, she was she was my motivation from from college um, to to do what I I needed to do. Um, that's yeah, that's that's basically it. Yeah, man. Hey, you know what's funny? Man, we is- can't we can't curse on here. I mean, hey, you, you, hey, be, be you, baby, be you. This ain't, this, this be you. But you know what's funny though, man, because I can, I can remember times in the weight room, and y'all two doing, and this is before y'all were married. This is while we, while we still in school, and I can, I can remember her doing. I mean, if anybody's seen her run, like we, like her stomach is perfect. Yeah. And, and I can remember like seeing her stomach sometimes, like bro, that's what all those fifteen hundred thousand million sit ups do. <laughs> like. I mean, she and it was, and it ended at first. I was like, "Man, she ain't doing no thousand abs a night." <laughs> yeah. Until I moved in with her, and I was like, "Damn, she really doing this?" Yeah. So I was like, "Oh, I can't just be sitting here on the couch watching TV and she down here doing abs." So that's what really motivated me to start start doing it. I, um, as you know, I was kind of just, I don't know. I, I just want to say I got blessed and lucked up to um, be in the situation that that I was in. Mm-hmm. I was kind of naive coming out of high school not really um, understanding how to make it to the, to the NFL, not, not even having somebody to even go to college in, in my um, household, right? let right. alone be, be a, a, um, a collegiate, what is it? College athlete. Right. So mm-hmm. um, I was just happy to be in college. Like <laughs> in, in your previous podcast, can you hear that win? No, no, you good. You good. Okay. Yeah. So I was the first one, um, first time I 
they told me I was getting a scholarship. I was like, dang, I get to go to school to to do to do this. Right. I was like, damn, for real. <laughs> and then, what junior year? That's when they my the first agent came and, and was like, hey, you know, you have an opportunity to to, to play in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh damn, for real. I'm just here. I'm just happy to be here. I've missed two years. I'm just happy to be back in school. Right. So um, it was it was. I was kind of just living, just living, bro. Right. Uh, not even realizing my my ability, right. um, and 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 just being around, um, like you talked about before that that our DB room right. there was something special to see all those guys that that you go out with, you 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 live in the dorms with, you live with, yep. you you do everything with, go to the NFL, and you're like, hey, hold on, I think I can, <laughs> I think I can make it to the NFL now. Right. So I think um just being at UT. Being married, well, being with Sonya, and then being around the, the type of guys that we were around, it, it kind of opened up my eyes to show me that I could make it too. Right, right. And I can. It's, it's crazy because, like I said, me and A. Ross came at the same time, and I know I said on a previous podcast how when you were in high school, you were there, you were there before. Then something happened right with your grades, and then you had to leave, and then basically you came back in '03 with me. So yeah. I, I can just remember, like, like, and I told the story already. It's like, man, what, when did I? I seen him in, in high school already, and man, I'm telling y'all, A. Ross got to be the coldest athlete I've ever seen in high school. Like, our coach was like, bro, do not kick it. What number were you in high school? You thought you won 31, were you? Three. Three. He's like, man, do not kick it to three. Do not kick it to Ross. And what, what does our punter do? Of course, kicks it, <laughs> kicks it to you. And I don't know if you remember. This is at UTA. This is Arlington. I mean, y'all, y'all band was live. Y'all, yeah, everybody. Yeah. I mean, I think y'all had the whole town there. And of yeah, course, we, we traveled. Man, y'all was deep. And this, you know, this is and I wasn't playing, I was just watching. I'm just like, man, like if this is what high school is gonna be about, like, bro, I, hey, I don't know if I'm ready for this varsity yet. But man, just for him to kick you that ball and then you, you know, you don't even get touched, and then a couple years later, you my roommate, and then you meet Sonya, and like all these things just always just kind of lined up, and it was just blessings on your part, because I just feel like good things happen to good people. So I appreciate that, B. Yeah, and it's just, just. I mean, I, hey, we, you know, we had some, we had some good times, but I always felt like you had, you just had a good heart, and I, and I, you know, it's, it's funny now because I see a lot more people. Uh, you can stop at a red light now. I was asking for money, and it always just reminds you, reminds me of you, because I can remember us when we stayed over there off of uh, what was that Riverside? Yeah, I used to always, used to always give the homeless people money. I'm like, hey, I was like, bro, why you always, why you always giving them money? He's like, man. <laughs> And you was like, man, bro, if I got it, like, you know, if I got it to give, I can give it to him. And I always just thought, like, man, that just that just goes to show what kind of heart you have. And that's why I just always feel like it's, it no matter what happened. And, it, we, it, and we were broke in college. Man, we was, man, broke, bro. $864.32 <laughs> a month. <laughs> hey, you still remember that amount, bro. Hey, yeah. Man, we hey, we was out there struggling. I, I borrowing each other cars. Bro, we yeah. was, man, but we, hey, it, it's. <laughs> It's just crazy now, like I say, to see us now, but also just to kind of hear how it is uh, for you. And you kind of already kind of touched on your on your marriage. And but, how, man, tell me this, man, how's uh how's it been a father, man? I, I, you know, I'll be checking y'all on Instagram. I see you got the little gray hairs, bro. You looking like a real dad right now, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's what fatherhood do to you. Bro. Right, you looking like a real nah, dad. But it is good, bro. It, it changed my whole uh, perspective on life. Uh, yeah, he he had pride and joy. So um as soon as I found out that that she was pregnant, yeah. I changed my whole 
thought process. Right. Um, I always to always say that I wanted him to be a better me, and in, in order for for that to happen, I had to become a better me. So right. I started working on myself. Went on a little personal journey for about four or five years of, of trying to get get my head right, get all all things lined up. Right. Um, for me to be shit a better a better Ross. Right. Right. All right, man. So, what? If you, you mind telling us what them four and five years look like, man? Because I'm sure you're not the only one kind of going through it. Just kind of, well, how did you kind of find yourself? To, I guess to prepare you for fatherhood and really just life after sports, man. Yeah. So basically, um, it, it basically started like what was it, 2014, October 18, 2014. That's when I, um, I kind of told myself that's when me and Sonya started talking. Basically, becoming the end of my career. Mm-hmm. So um, I was like, "Well, it's, it's time for time for us to start that family." So when she when she was ready, I was ready. That's when I started to focus in on trying to be the best me I could be, and um, I started cut out the drink, went on a full cleanse, um, stopped the drinking, um, all the others, the partying, I just just start cutting out the things that I felt like um, was was blocking me from from being clear-headed right so um i cleaned up my diet um start reading more i ain't never read a full book um from start to finish so Mm -hmm. um being able to do that it it just i don't know it it just sparked something in me um start studying who who we were as as black people um that was something i was interested in at at school already so Um, just just trying to educate myself as, as much as possible and, and just going back to talk to my, my pops, um, his mom, my grandma, um, as, as many people as I could to try to find out who I was. And the right. only way to find that out was basically to find out who they were. So right. um, that was, it's, it's an on, ongoing journey. I'm still on it now. But mm-hmm. um, I think that was, that was the main thing that kind of helped me out a lot to to find out basically, like I said before, um, where my lineage came from. Right, right. Man, I mean, I guess, you know what, I guess that, that is important and it, and it, it all makes sense because like I said, you know, I, I, I teach for a living and I always try to tell my students, man, you got to you gotta know who you are. So I think that's kind of cool how, like you said, you want to find out what, what your lineage is and, you know, go back and talk to your pops, which I'm sure that was a hard situation. Yeah, um, definitely. A, a, as it is and, you know, we don't have to get into that, but, you know, um, hey, we can get into whatever you want to get in, <laughs> but I mean, like, okay, well, you know, like I said, I'm sure it was, it, it, it was, it was, you know, hard to go talk to your pops. So kind of talk about that, you know, growing up, um, your relationship with your pops, and kind of just how it was at the beginning and where y'all at now. Yeah, so basically, um, of course, when you when you're young, you don't remember from well, I don't remember no time before about five, six year, years old, mm-hmm. and. Um, the only thing that the first memory I, I remember about him is is finding dope in the house and it was hidden in a in a cookie can mm-hmm. and um, me being separated from him for the next seven seven eight years and right. and um, having to live with my granny move <clears throat> we moved to East Texas I'm, I was born in San Antonio Texas so mm-hmm. and then um, after finding that out felt like um, I kind of messed up our family. Cause my mom basically had us move away. She's she's young. She had us at had my brother at thirteen and had me at seventeen. So mm-hmm. she's a kid raising kids. Right. And then you know during the crack era, um, my my 
father was a victim of that. So um, that kind of put a wedge in between our family. And then um, just fast forward seven years later, um, I had a chance to live with him again um, when I was 13, 14. Went to high school in San Antonio for, for two years. Um, the first year he was doing good. Then that second year he got back on dope and um, basically fended for myself. And we, I had to move back again with my with my grandparents to, to East Texas, um, Tyler. Mm-hmm. And the relationship was kind of messed up. It basically started from, from point zero again, um, being older and seeing that and, and not understanding what drugs were all about. Um, I kind of took that and, and blamed him for everything. Right. And um, we, we really didn't have a, a sit down until I turned like 33. Oh, man. Um, yeah. Like 20 years later. Right. So um, I sat down, he explained to me what the, what, what drugs, what, what drugs were, were doing for him and how he started it and, where it came from, his his uncles and and brothers and just the whole whole thing. I right. just had a real grown up sit down sit down with him, and um, I got kind of had respect for him. And he actually, after that talk, I, I sat down. He told me um, he was the one that called my mom and told her told her to come get me. Oh, um, wow. The whole time I thought it was my mom that told me, found out that he was on dope and right. came and saved me, wow. but it was him that called and said, Hey, I'm messing up again. Come get, come get our son. Right. So it, it kind of changed my whole perspective, um, on how I looked at him. Right. And, and now today is, he still struggled with it, but he's getting better. Um, we talk, we talk pretty much, maybe I want to say twice a week or, right. Yeah. About once or twice a week, which is, (laughs) that's a lot compared to 20 years of absence right right (laughs) right so uh but but now we we we've grown we're getting a better relationship now so um that's something that i think is important for for my son to know who his grandfather is and and now that i'm learning it's not only for for deuce but it's it's more so for me right man that that, i just think that one that's a uh, inspiring story too, just for anybody out there who who doesn't necessarily have that relationship with their parents, and it's never, I guess, it's never really too late. Yeah, and it definitely. Just, I guess it yeah, it took definitely. it took you know you wanting to know know some know the real story, and I'm sure I'm sure that's gonna help you be a better father too, just because you got that relationship with your with your with your pops. For sure. So man, I, yeah, pre- no, I, I appreciate you telling that. And look, that's even something that I didn't necessarily know. And I did hear you tell that before. Yeah, when I seen you, look, I'm calling you out when you was uh, at the church crying. I seen you, bro. Crying. Yeah, yeah. Hey, but that's tough though, being in front of all the people trying to speak on that though. Like, nah, yeah, it was it was easy to write, but <laughs> trying to trying to speak it, I was like, Ooh, right, right. Yeah, this, yeah. this is not easy. Right, you know you you look you know you're emotional with the rest of them too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, man, I, I congratulations on man, y'all. You just being able to build that relationship with your pops, man, because I know. Deep down, that means everything to you because everybody want to have a relationship with their pops, man, if they can. Exactly. Especially if they're still exactly. alive, you know what I mean? Yep. So, um, but man, speaking on that, um, like I said, I wanted this to be organic as possible. I didn't want this, definitely didn't want this to be a, a Q&A, but you did touch on your love for entrepreneurship, man. So tell us, uh, and you've been already been a sponsor for us, and I'm going to make sure I, I plug you in on this podcast, yes, too. 
with the Ross Elite, man. But tell us, I mean, because I ain't going to lie, when, when I seen you starting business, I'm like, because, you know, I've never seen an entrepreneur in A. Ross. Not saying that he don't have it. I'm right, like, okay, that's right, cool. Right. Like, so kind of tell us how you got started on the Ross Elite. Was it your idea? Was it, you know what I mean? Like, how did that all unfold? Well, um, let me see. It started from a lot of things. Being in New York, you know, you don't drive really, so I had a I had a chauffeur there mm-hmm. the whole time, and I've uh, been with him down there every day. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing seeing the ins and outs of the business, uh, and um, shout out Carlos. Yeah, Carlos. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. Uh, so seeing him uh, run the business from from his phone, and um, setting up trips and and just doing every doing all of the logistics itself, doing the driving, and mm-hmm. just seeing the ins and outs of the business. Um, I, I was like, dang, this this something that I, I might want to do. Right. And then being in the league, you got multiple vehicles. So mm-hmm. you're like, oh, well, once I retired, uh, Sonya said, me and Sonya sat down and she she kind of fed the fed the idea. It was like, hey, baby, I, I think this is something that you, you probably can, can do. I'm like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to do it. I don't know about that. Uh-huh. <laughs> so we tried it. Uh, we, we had a, a guy that we we used when we were in town in, in Austin uh-huh. that drove for us sometimes. And, um, I called him, he said he was retiring out of the business. And, um, I just said, Hey, what is, we got a few vehicles. Um, we want to start, start this company uh-huh. and, um, want you to, to, to be the manager of it. And, um, he was game. I sat down with him, tried to pick his brain and learn, learn the ins and outs of the business on from the Texas perspective. Right. And, um, that's, that's basically, how it started um after that it was pretty much easy having the connections at ut um that's always helpful (laughs) yes that's always helpful so um had a chance to go talk to them and and that was basically like our first contract they trusted us with with taking the coaches to and from the game and and um from that point on started getting the recruits and and so on and so forth and then we started getting relationships with with people in that went to the University of Texas and mm-hmm. at Dell and other big corporate accounts, and right. that's that's really where it happened. Man, y'all, I big time in it. I didn't know it was like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, man, tell me, so tell me how, tell me how, like, because you know they always you can always relate like entrepreneurship and and being a football player. How did how did your football background and accomplishments help you with the with building the Ross Elite? Kind of because I'm not gonna lie, it's it's, it's easy to have an idea sometimes. But yeah, it's, it's a whole nother battle actually going out there to execute. To execute, it. you know what I mean. So like, how did how did your past, you know, football help you with making sure that you can build a Rossi lead into a a profitable company, not just a company? You know what I mean? Yeah, no, it, it, it's football is everything, bro. It, football is life. So um, I'm learning that every single day in business. Um, just the the philosophies from either Coach Akina that we didn't learn, mm-hmm. just little things. Um, you know how Coach this is. Short story, you know, our coach Akina <laughs> sat us down and and showed us um, the importance of every role on the team. Right. So, in the chauffeur industry, you had a, the, the the detailer that details the cars. You have the right. logistics manager that answers the phones. You had a driver, then you have the the owner or whatever. Right. So, most people would look at the the detail as the the lowest person on the on the totem pole right but like i explained to the team is everybody's a ceo at some point on the job wow. meaning mm-hmm. um 
the first time the, the, the customer calls in, the logistics manager is the CEO. Right. They they represent the company. That's the first that's the first thing they hear. The the second point is the is the driver, how they address their their attire. Right. Um that's that's the first time they go see our company. And then when they walk them out to the car, that's when our um our detailer becomes the CEO because depending on how their car looks, right, that's that's gonna either win or lose this business. So everybody is a CEO at some point or or the Vince Young at some point. Right. Um right. Coach Akina broke it down to us on special teams. Uh you remember Rufus? Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh Rufus. So, <laughs> so as you know, um on kickoff, he's the one he's the wedge buster. Right. If 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 we can get some if we can stop somebody on the ten to have them have our defense go out there and, and start on the ten, then we know they have a, a 30% chance of scoring. If you stop him on the 15, have right. a, a, the chances get higher and higher um, the further they get up to the goal line. So right. um, Coach Akina gave a lot of love to to the special team guys for, for doing their job where the media wouldn't give it to them. So um, just just little things like that that, that football taught me on, on respecting and, and appreciating everybody on the team and, and letting them know that they're, they're appreciated. So that brought the whole team camaraderie and, and respect um, for every position on the team where everybody knows how important every individual role is on the team. So that's a small example, but it's, it's so many, so many more that, that I can I can kind of point out that I learned from, from football. Um, just film study coming. I have cameras in the cars to where I ask the, the passengers before they book Mm-hmm. Hey, we doing? We trying to improve our service, so we want to film this trip, and so we can go over it with our, with our chauffeurs and and um, basically coach them up. Right, right. And we we film the trip, and we go over the layout. We come together, watch the film, and be like, hey, what could what could you have done better in this situation? What did you pull the bags out the car first? Did right. you? open the door the right way, that you greet the passenger the right way. So it's little things like that where Coach Akina, um, being in that in that film, being in that room with him, he he was uh, uh he was very detailed. Right. So that's that's mm-hmm. something that that um I brought over to the the entrepreneurial um side of things. Gotcha. I'm gonna tell you right now, I like look when I when I whenever I start me a business, I, I'm gonna bring you over t- uh for consulting. So, because I like the whole CEO approach, everybody's a CEO at some point today. Like, I think that's real. That's real dope. That's 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 where it's at. Because I mean, it, yeah. that's one thing about Coach Kenny. He did no matter you know whether you were a backup, a starter, special teams. Like, it was important to understand your role on the team. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, exactly. like when you, underst- when you understand your role, you put value behind your performance and what you, you put do. Value behind it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because uh you know you know people are like man when you play football I'm like you know oh three to oh seven so of course they bring up the championship and I found myself because all I did that game was I took a lot of pride in going off on a you know kickoff trying to get a tackle but I yeah. you know and you saying that I I see why now because again Coach Keenan was real big on understanding your role which my role at that time was hey on kickoff you go down there as fast as possible you go down there and make a play. Yeah, but at the same time, even, even as 
me getting those punt returns. Yeah. I wouldn't have been able to get them punt returns if you wasn't blocking for me, B. True. <laughs> True that. Little things like that, yeah. bro. And I did that with, I did that with pride because I want my boy to eat. Hey, I'm trying, we're trying to get yeah. to the league, man. You're trying to get to the league, man. Yes, sir. But you so, know one thing, so. I too, I think that we overlook. I think we probably had one of the most unselfish rooms out there. Like, yeah. don't get me wrong, everybody wanted to play. Everybody wanted to ball out. And I, and I, and I, I tell the story to a lot of my kids when – you know, at some point you weren't getting a lot of playing time. Like it was bothering yeah. you, and I'm like, bro, just, bro, go talk to Coach Keenan, bro. Like, you know, he always yeah. had, he yeah. always had the open door policy. Yeah. Like, you know, go 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 speak on it. And yeah. what what do I need to do to get on the field? Exactly. Like, tell me so I can do it. Yeah. And then at the same time, you know, we got somebody like Terrell who's playing a lot, and like I said, that room was so unselfish. And, and Terrell was like, bet, bro, you in there, bro, ball out. Like, we all trying to win. Yeah. We all, we all yeah. trying to eat. You know what I mean? So I feel like you're taking that same unselfish approach in your business too, which is, you know, one of the main reasons why I feel like you guys are successful because everybody understands their role. Nobody's above anybody. And at the end of the day, we just trying yep. to win. Yep. Yes, so, sir. So I can, man, it's crazy how now how you can, you take our DB room culture and you put it into your business and it, it exactly it, it's, go, it's like hand in hand. So, yeah. Build, building the, that's the first thing I got at the top of my door. Building the culture that's building the culture to, to and by setting standards. Yep, and that's it. I mean, that's that's exactly what our DB room was. And I, it's it's crazy because you know I talked to other guys, you know, in their college experience, and I've yet to have talked to anyone who had that same like culture or DB room like we had. Man, it's just you know it's just one of those things like it's hard to explain. Nah, it is, bro, and that's why we still connected today. Right. I mean, like, and my wife, she was like, but y'all don't talk that much. I'm like, you don't understand. It's not one of those things where we got to be on the phone talking. It's just like, like, it's just understood in that room. Like, when, yeah. when, we, when we see each other, <laughs> we pick up where we left off. It's just one of those things. Like, we keep up with each other in our own way. But it's just one of those things. Like, our room was just, it, like, I mean, I still, me and Ishi, we, we chop it up, talk all the time. And it's like, we all still had them same conversations. Like, our room was just different, bro. He was young when we was there. You know, he was a young yeah. man. Yeah, So, it was just one of those things. Like, man, you, just, it's, you have to be there to kind of understand how that room was. So, well, but man, can I can I ask a question? Please? Yeah. Oh yeah. Go ahead. Oh yeah. Hey, look, I wasn't ready for this. <laughs> What's good? Yes, sir. Hey, what what what? I know you touched on it a, a little bit in in some of your previous podcasts, but what made you want to do this? I'll be honest with you, man. It's I'm I'm finally in a place of comfort to kind of speak on my struggles, bro. Really, just moving on. And yeah. really, really finding a purpose, you know what I mean, in my life. Because like I said, I mean, I've, I've, I've always put myself in the box of just being an athlete. And now that I'm teaching, I got to talk to kids, bro. Like, I be telling kids a lot of this stuff, like a lot of my students and my athletes. Then I'm like, bro, I don't do, I don't do some of the stuff I'm telling my kids to do. Yeah, so, yeah. man, now, now I'm just, now I'm in, a, I'm in a better place mentally where I feel like, well, now I know that I'm not the only one out there with these same struggles. Right. So I feel like um, it's a part of my calling to want to speak on it, bro, and just be be a resource and an outlet for other other guys going through the same thing. And and of course, everybody's not gonna be able to relate to every single thing, but at the same time, we all can relate to one thing, and that's that we all have a life after sports. Right. And I, I never forget that phone call it was about a month a month ago. And you called me like, man, bro, I really think this is your calling. And I was like, man, bro, I didn't even think of it like that. And yeah. after that, bro, I just kind of had like a sense of pride about like my podcast. Cause I honestly, I kind of got into it, bro. My, one of my friends convinced me to do it. He's like, man, bro, you be telling me all this stuff. Like, bro, put that on a podcast. I'm like, bro, nobody want to listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> like, man, no, 
man, nobody want to listen, you know, listen by when I was depressed or how hard it was or my transition. Nobody want to hear like, man, bro, you'll be surprised. So, man, I just, I'm just doing it, man, just because uh, it's 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 something that I feel like we all need to be able to speak on, bro, and we all can relate to. But like I said, I'm proud of you. I'm happy you're doing it, bro. Man, I, I appreciate it. So, look, I got a couple more things I want to know before we, before we get off. Like I said, I appreciate you for taking your time out today. But yes, sir. Since we're on entrepreneur entrepreneurship, man, tell us about you know I keep I keep what I was saying too, and now I see she's a co-host of Central Ave, a show. Like, what what's the dynamic, bro? When she's you know she's still doing her thing too, like she still has her her life out of sports. She's she's dealing with motherhood and and still trying to do have her career. Like, how do y'all make that work, man? Yeah, I think it's just something that that we our relationship started like that, so it, it, it's something that was second nature almost. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she's a grinder. That's some something that I knew from the very, very beginning. Um, so we tried, no matter what, we try to support one another um, as as much as possible. Um, right. When when she as she's doing her thing, um, I'm I'm daddy dearest right now. So <laughs> I, I've, I've been able to grow the company to where I can step away mm-hmm. and um, have it run basically on its own. Only thing I have to do is be on the phone. I don't have to be there physically. Right. So um, now we the, the the money is coming in from the company without me being there. Now I'm able to to let her do her thing, right? And um, be up here with me and my little man, man while she while she's doing her thing. So right, um, that's that's basically how how our relationship started from the very beginning. Um, her being in track before Deuce came, um, mm-hmm. her being in track, me being in the off season, I was able to to cook for her, make sure she could be the best athlete she can be and vice versa. When it was my time to, to ball out, um, mm-hmm. she was in her all season. She made sure I was right. So right. This, we basically carried our, our same um, strategy from when we were in college all the way to, to today. And right. it's just working out for us. Man, I just, I just think it's dope that there, there's no ego between two of you. Cause like, I mean, you even, you even said this earlier, how she's, she's the more accomplished athlete than you are. I mean, you got yeah. think about it. you got two Super Bowl rings, a national championship ring, but then you married an Olympic gold medalist, which kind of trumps everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think I think of them things. right. You know what I mean? I, I just think that I think even as a you know just man to man speaking, I don't think there's too many men who could handle their wife being the more successful counterpart. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and the fact that you like, nah, man, I played my role. Like, hey, when it was my turn to cook, clean, whatever, I'm doing it. And vice yeah, versa. When hey, it's, it's, we're a team. We don't look at it as as the man and woman thing. Um, I think that's what society kind of get us get things mixed up. That's mm-hmm. why it's such a high um, divorce rate. Right. I believe. Right. Um, so, if what works for us works for us, right. um, and that's that's us supporting one another. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm more of a of a guy that's just go grind on one thing and make sure that's popping. She's more of a person that's gonna put twenty things on her plate, <laughs> and 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 if if I can if I can do my part to help those eighteen things work, right. and she take care of the two, right. hey, let's get it. Right. That's that's how that's how I look at it, and that's 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 what's been working for us. Um, it's never been a point to where I felt less of a man in our relationship. Um, oh. Is hey, she 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 know. She knows what my role is. I know what her role is in this relationship, and mm-hmm. and we run with it. Right, right. Yeah, I can definitely, I can definitely see. Uh, 
I know Sonya well enough to know that she's not the type of woman who's going to try to flex or, you know, like, I do this and, nah, you know, nah, nah that's just, neither, nah. neither, neither one of y'all are like that. That's why I feel like it can work. I just, I mean, like I said, I just think it's admirable to have, you know, two very successful people together and they're still, like, ultimate support. And like you said, everybody kind of, and it goes back to how you run your business, too, which is, Everybody exactly. knows her role, and, I, and I, I feel like your marriage is the same way. Like, I know my role as a husband. She knows her role as a wife, and we just make it work. Yep. You know what I mean? And those roles might change depending on the season. Right. Depending on where I'm at. Um, when when we needed the comp, Ross Elite to grow to where it's at now, Right. she was she she didn't have much going on after her retirement. She was trying to find her purpose, her new mm-hmm. her new thing. Right. And she was supporting me 100% whatever I needed. To get done, she was getting it done for Ross Elite. So now it's at Ross Elite is at that place. Now she she's on to her thing. She got Mommy Nation going on and and Central Ave. And mm-hmm. now she, hey, I want I want her to be be her best. Right. So now it's it's my turn. Right. So now those roles of where she was doing all the cooking, cleaning, washing clothes, doing all the all the what society called um, woman job. Yeah. That's what she was doing then. Now that role has changed. Now I'm 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 changing the pampers and and putting them to sleep and and <laughs> doing the dishes and cleaning and right. hey baby you go study do what you need to do to be great on this on this TV. Right. Right. So that's where we at now. Right. Yeah. That's. I think that's dope, man. I just feel like one. You know, one. Thanks for opening up. Like I said, I'm telling you, I got I got a, a all ex- exclusive. Right now with A. Ross, ESPN even got this interview right here. Try me. <laughs> <laughs> so I man, I got I got a couple more things before we get off this thing, man. Um, and one of them, man, this is what I want to know. This is like this is actually one of the questions I wrote down that I want to ask you for sure. Is will Deucey play football, bro? Will he? Yeah. Will you let him? It's go. It's gonna be hard to um, <laughs> keep him from it. It's gonna be hard. It it's is. Gonna be hard. But um. I honestly don't want him to play until he's older. Yeah. Um, but it's gonna be hard to keep him from it. Um, it's, it's definitely gonna be hard. He's already he's already seeing me with a ball all the time. Right. Um, he got the, you got him backpedaling already, Doc. Right. Got him backpedaling. <laughs> got him catch. Got him doing everything. And right. He's enjoying it, so it's in his blood. Right. So it's it's gonna be definitely hard to keep him from doing it. He go go to school and. You know, in, in the states, and football is—I uh, hate to say—is God. So. Yeah, yeah pretty, in Texas for sure. You're right. You're right. <laughs> so uh, it's gonna be hard to keep them off the field. Right. And all right, so like I said, man, you my you my first guest, and I, I want to every time I have a guest, I, I kind of always want to end it on this question. And, and like I said, I think the point of this podcast is to be a resource for for other players who are going through the same trans- transition. So. Um, what what advice would you give an athlete going through the same thing we're going through, which is life out of the sports? What, what advice would you give them? Um, I think number one is finding your purpose, um, finding a new purpose, finding something that's that's go drive you the same way or close to the same way that um, that whatever sport you came out of right. um, drove you. Um, for me, it was it was having a son. Um, I, that's where I found my purpose was trying to become a better me so whatever whatever you can do to to find your purpose um do that number two is to to go out and 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 not keep it in keep keep whatever depression you're going through be honest with yourself and be honest with people around you and let them know hey i'm struggling right now i need some help i'm this is what i've been doing all my life this is all i know 
what advice do you have for me? I ain't saying take everybody's advice, but at least you're getting it off your heart and letting them know, hey, I'm struggling right now. I need some help. Right. So um, I think it's, it's, it's for me, it's, it's been two things to help me get through it. And and um, that's finding my purpose, finding a new purpose mm-hmm. and um, just talking about it, letting people know how you feel and, and listening to to other people like you, uh, like I told you before, hearing you um, come up with this podcast, listening to the first two episodes, I was like, man, I ain't know I was still dealing with that. I thought I was past it, but <laughs> it brought up some emotions in me. I'm like, ooh, right. Right, yeah, like you said, I I ain't, I wasn't alone. Right. So I, I think that's the main thing, getting with like-minded people, um, getting in those same circles, and and just hey. Letting getting it off your chest. Right, Depression yeah. is real. Right, for real, for real. Well, man, I didn't want to. This is just the end. Just a, another quick story. It, it took me. Um, it took me about three years to to watch a football game. Um, the first year out of retirement, mm-hmm. I couldn't watch ESPN. I couldn't watch nothing with football. Had to do with football. Um, the second year, um, I I could watch a little bit of ESPN. Mm-hmm. When football, when the football segment came on, I would feel a certain way and really I'll be able to watch maybe a little bit of it. Right. Third year, I was able to watch ESPN, NFL Network, mm-hmm. and then um, watch just the Giants. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, this, man. <laughs> I'm dead serious. This uh-huh. year's the first year I've been able to just watch football and not like not feel a certain type right. of way. All right. Um, so it, it's, it's not... It's not something that's easy that you go get over, um, like in the first year or two. Hopefully, you will, but right. for me, it, it took a while. And um, I think those first two things that I mentioned before, the, that was the things that helped me get past it. Right. I mean, I, I can definitely, definitely relate. Have you ever asked, your, asked yourself why it was hard for you? Like, what, what, what were you holding on to or anything? Or you just kind of one of those things where you just, you were still feeling like you can play? Yeah, no, it was it was definitely that. I felt like I didn't reach my full potential. So mm-hmm. that's that's one thing as an athlete. If you feel like you you didn't reach your full potential, mm-hmm. it's something that that um mess with you for a long time. Mm-hmm. So I had to come to grips with, hey, I I just didn't have it no more. Right. Or uh, how however you deal with it, right? Whatever whatever, uh, <laughs> however you go rationalize it, right come up with something because that right. that that was something that was killing me i just felt like i didn't reach my full potential on who i could have been in the nfl gotcha gotcha well like i said man i just want to thank you man for spending this time with me and come on this podcast you're my first guest and i feel like i should have nobody other than my than, than my boy a ross as my first guest thank you for uh Open it up to it, man. And I think a part of it, too, is, man, just being vulnerable, man. Like you said, you know, one of your second reasons was just communicating to open up and tell people how you feel. So yeah. I just, I mean, I, th- I thank you for doing exactly that because I'm sure this podcast is definitely going to help somebody out there. And that's really the purpose of this whole podcast is to is to, is to help, man. That's what, that's you know. That's, that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about, man, is to help the next man because being who we are, bro, being ultra-competitive males, like I think it's hard for us sometimes to open up about something that, it's hard for us. You know what I mean? Definitely. So, I man, I just want to thank you, bro. Um, and hey, hopefully this ain't the last time we've been on a podcast. I might look, we, we might just do a straight entrepreneurship podcast. You can really uh, give us the ins and outs on that. Hey, we can do it. Let so, me know. I will, man. So, man, I hey, appreciate the time. 
And uh, that'll be it for the last podcast. Yes, sir. Love you, baby. All right, love you too, baby.